0: And the ones that were doing okay before now are doing brilliantly. Visit CTC Math today and start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week... Your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hey friends and welcome. My name is Felice Skirwitz, and today we are going to be talking about Christians in regard to the harvest As I'm recording this, uh, we are heading into the fall months. And while we're heading into this season, it reminds us of so many things that the Lord uh, taught and, you know, really uh, tried to get us to understand about our faith, our Christianity, and our souls. I also want to give a special, uh, shout out to our sponsor, ctcmath.com. Um, as you've noticed in the last couple of weeks, if you are a regular listener, they have been our wonderful, um, sponsor. And so we really appreciate them. So if you know of anyone who is in uh, kindergarten through 12th grade and needs a really good math program, uh, that is totally online, you will want to check them out. Again, that's ctcmath.com. And as I'm recording this, just on a personal note, uh, we were hit pretty bad by Hurricane Ian. And um, while it was really precarious at different times, the wind was really, um, really intense for a long time. This was the longest lasting hurricane I've ever been through. And I've been through about four or five. My husband never wants to leave, and it was supposed to be... Uh, landfall was, uh, you know, quite a ways up north from us. So we thought we would just stay. And, you know, during this time, one of the things that we did as a family is we just gathered in prayer. And when we did, it was as if a sense of peace came over us. And um, if you've ever been through any kind of storm, you know that it, it you know, starts out slow, and it intensifies. And then, um, you know, it, it kind of goes away well this storm seemed like it was a never ending storm it just um, you know kept going and going and going and I live in southwest Florida and nearby islands uh, Sanibel Captiva Fort Myers Beach were just devastated I'm really blessed that as far as damage goes we you know sustained some roof damage but nothing that isn't covered by insurance so praise God for that But, um, you know, and the important thing, too, is that we're still here. And I guess I just really want to remind you that in these times of stress or hardship or situations where we feel that we don't have any control, if we just get on our knees and pray, the Lord just will give us the ability to get through these things. So I just wanted to give a praise report to the Lord for sustaining us during the storm, for protecting our family, and for watching over us. So moving on today, our topic is, you know, being a Christian and having the idea that at some point, we are going to be with the Lord. And that's basically what a harvest is. A harvest is a reaping of what was sown, right? And so when we think of it in that regard, we can't wait, you know, at some point that we'll be able to be with Almighty God. And I really love the fall, but here where I live, it's green, green, green all around me. Um after the storm, there's a lot of brown, brown, brown where you know things have just uh, been flooded or trees are down and that sort of thing but yet i still celebrate the season of fall with decorations around my home and you know as i mentioned fall is a time for harvesting after that hard work of planting um you know the seeds and nurturing and caring for them and just as a farmer celebrates the harvest You know, we also celebrate harvest time in many, many different ways, whether you decorate or you can just look out your window and see the beautiful trees. And I really believe that, you know, the beauty that we have around us is really the glory of God. You know, as we're watching those changing leaves or the beautiful scenery that God has given you. Even with the storm, there's almost like there's a freshness. And we know that even though trees are down and everything looks horrible right now, it's going to grow back and be beautiful. When we look at celebrating, we also think about celebrations with food. And especially this time of year, everything's pumpkin, right? You know, you can't even uh, get a coffee without that being one of the flavors that you can have. And it's as if there are some traditions that we as, you know, families celebrate together uh, during specific different seasons, right? But how do we look at the harvest in the spiritual world? When we think about the harvest, we think of it in terms of harvesting of souls, souls for Christ. As a young Christian, I focused on sharing the good news Uh, But I also wanted to see the results or the fruits of conversion. Have you ever heard anything and, and you think about five other people that you want to hear the message? Well, that's how I was. And I wanted everyone to be as excited about the Lord as I was. But I wanted to see the fruits of conversion right then. And you can imagine how this worked out. It was not my job to plant and to reap. Only the Lord can reap the harvest, and even when we plant those seeds, if the ground is not open and, and, you know, someone's mind is closed, we can talk all we want, and it's not going to change them. But it is our job to share the wonderful works of the Lord, and in our hurting world, the people are hungry for good news. I recall a sermon that taught, faith is not faith until it is tested, and so too, Our faith is tested daily, just like I shared with you earlier um, about being tested during the storm. You know, should we leave or should we go? Are we going to make the right decisions? You know, Lord, help me in our decisions. Help us in our prep. You know, do we get um, extra water? You know, what do we do to prepare? And just like we prepare our homes, we also prepare our hearts. We are given a chance in our lives to plant the seeds of faith so that others, too, may be saved. And as a follower of Christ, you are a disciple, and you are tasked to share the good news. So what do disciples do? Well, first, we receive instruction from the scriptures. In Luke 10, 1 through 5, it says, After this, the Lord appointed 70. Others sent them on ahead of him in pairs. In every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into this harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to the house." And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. The Lord gave specific instructions to the disciples on how they should go and preach. He didn't say that they should harvest, but he did say that they should labor. We too should labor. The scripture calls the Lord the Lord of the harvest, and he sent out laborers into his harvest. Before I leave this passage, though, I want you to think about this in the sense of we need to learn as much as we can, and we need to be prepared in how we share the good news. Again, we have to pray for open hearts, but we can do that ahead of talking to people. And the Lord gives us that sense. Oh, gosh, you know, how many times have I felt I need to say something and I don't? And I feel like, you know, we have to pray and ask the Lord, you know, give me the spirit uh, that is not fearful, one that is filled with the joy of the Lord. So I want to share. You know, is it possible in this current time to leave everything and go two by two to visit homes to share the good news? Probably not. Not for me and probably not for you who are listening. But there are other ways that we serve the Lord as laborers. And, you know, my son was telling me the other day, um, he made a sale of something and he did really well. And I was telling him about a ministry I liked that I wanted him to donate money to. And he said, you know what, mom, the way that I give to the Lord is through my service. And throughout this hurricane and preparation and everything else, you know, he went and he got all our jobs, you know, shored up as best he could and braced off. And he went and helped, um, you know, his sister get the windows boarded up. And then he and my daughter... And a friend she brought home, they boarded up our windows that morning very early because my son didn't have time because he was he was gone, you know, with all the jobs. And then afterwards, you know, they went into homes and pulled out wet carpet and set up fans and he had an extra generator or two that he loaned people. And he just took care of people, you know, not asking for anything in return, but just having a servant's heart. And that is how we can labor. They can see Christ in us. I know there are many of you listening that would love to be used by the Lord to spread the good news. And as I shared in the past, if we ask the Lord to use us, he will give us opportunities, um, you know, they will. People will come to us, and we'll be able to see different things that we can do. And you know, I, I think I've shared in past episodes that I've had people, you know, repair people on the home. Thanks that, for listening you to know, the podcast. A few, in website, a few minutes with God. Please visit, please on our website, a few minutes with god.com and your podcast page on a minutes with God podcast dot com. A bunch of what I thought there you will solution, find the show notes for today's episode. Pray with them. And this podcast is a production of the ultimate Christian the podcast network and to open their eyes to any sin in their life that they needed to repent for. I also asked them if they wanted to rededicate their lives to the Lord. Some said yes. Others said no, not right now. And again, all we can do is plant seeds. One thing I could share with people that I've um, you know, met that who are hurting because of something wrong that happened to them. Um, or, you know, against them is that the greatest evil was the unjust crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ and savior out of that horrible tragedy, evil that it was. um, He gave the biggest sacrifice and the greatest gift to us and the greatest gift that was given to mankind, our salvation. And some people accept that as truth and others don't. Again, Where are we in our walk? How do we open our hearts and our minds? Some time ago, I read a book written by an atheist that turned Christian and she gave the clearest reason that she remained an atheist for many years. And she said it was because Christianity was being forced on them. You know, they were being told all these horrible things that would happen to them if they didn't accept Jesus as their personal savior right then. And, um, you know, one of the things she said that really was eye opening was that she had no idea what it meant to be a Christian and all she could see that, you know, she equated Christians to angry judgmental people who were upset that she would not accept Christ. And she was too scared to ask questions and afraid of what they would say. The lady Um, you know, asked and said, you know, if you do not accept Jesus as your personal savior and you do not accept him like us, you're going to go to hell and you will not be a Christian. And all this young girl could think of was, okay, I won't be like you who I find scary and hateful and judgmental, but I'll be like my parents who are not believers and I choose them over you. And that was really, really eye opening. And I think what these well-meaning people were trying to do as they let her into Christianity was they were fearful for her salvation. And instead of saying, I love you, Jesus loves you. He's there waiting for you with open heart, you know, open arms. And I just pray that you open your heart to him and that you accept the love he has for you. Instead, they said clearly hurtful things to this little girl. And, you know, kids perceive things differently sometimes than what we've actually said, And it would have been great if these people would have said, well, what do you think it means to be a Christian? Or do you have any questions about what it means to be a Christian? Instead of giving her, you know, this gloom and doom. And what they were trying to do is exactly what we're talking about today. They were planting seeds and they wanted to harvest those seeds. That, again, is not our job. And it took this lady many years to understand that they were well-meaning, but their approach was all wrong. They used threats, fear, and intimidation instead of openness, love, and invitation. And this lady now is on the speaker's trail. She speaks quite uh, frequently. Um, she has an amazing testimony um, about, you know, how the Lord led her through different things. And um, and I, if I remember, I'll put a link um, to her book. But it was it was really eye-opening, and it was really good. You know, we're all refined in this life. In Malachi 3, 1 through 3, we read, See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Indeed, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and is fuller's soap. And he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. So, friends, as the Lord uses us as laborers for the kingdom of God, we are open to learning and understanding, and we shouldn't be afraid because God will provide for us, even like he did for me in the storm. God will provide us with the tools we need when we need them. Our journey is one we do not take alone, but with the Almighty beside us. When we personally encounter Jesus, we can't help but want to live our lives in a way that is pleasing. We are filled with the Holy Spirit, and that overflowing of God's love is too hard to contain. We are called to love and to have compassion. We are called to be there for others. If you can listen, be a good listener. That is a gift. We don't need to come up with solutions. We don't need to be, you know, um, Johnny on the spot and trying to fix everything. And I'm talking to myself here because I like to do that. But we must be open to hearing and discerning because the Lord sometimes gives us that little nudge or he sometimes gives us an answer or a solution that somebody may be willing to And open to hearing that we may not have even thought of before, but the Lord brought that to mind. And so we can use that, you know, as we share the things that the Lord wants us to share with those who are hurting. Maybe something that is said will spark an idea that might be helpful. And we are all called to be faithful and to be bold and to be witnesses to the faith. And that, friends, is your job as we talk about harvest time this week. It is to be open to the Lord's prompting to share the good news with someone. Remember, it is not up to us to harvest. It is up to the Lord. May you be blessed, my uh, friends, and also join with me in praying for those uh, whose homes were devastated and whose, you know, possessions were taken away, but we pray also for those Um, who went to be before the Lord that didn't survive, and those who are rebuilding their lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.